0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you
1: take that of voice with me, young lady. love you, Dad.
0: I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on, With our own kids. I'm JB Wagner. And
1: I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we deal with our zipper problems as we review My Favorite Martian. But first, JB, how are you in the family?
0: Good. We, my wife and I had our first extended trip away from the kids this weekend. Whoa. The only other time that uh, my wife had even been uh, apart from... Uh, my son was when my daughter came into the world, so it was a couple of nights away from him. But for the most part, other than that, we we've, we've been together with them to some degree. I've I've had other trips and stuff like that, but um, yeah, it it, it was intre- uh, So this was our first kind of extended, a couple of nights away. We went down to visit some friends. A friend of ours got uh, eloped, uh, and instead of having a reception or something afterwards, they just decided over two weekends to have different groups of people come in and um, do like an Airbnb. So we were down in Chattanooga for that. So that
1: was it fun. was,
0: it was great being able to have my full brain capacity with other adult human beings as well. It's a weird experience, yes. not having yes. to reserve yes. anywhere from 20 to 50 per- or 70% of my brain for a running screaming child
1: you're constantly having to do that. Like where are they at? where they go? What
0: mm-hmm. are we doing? You know, looking around, it's looking over your shoulder. too it it, They got to have a little bit of noise. It can't get too quiet. Oh, the too quiet.
1: Yes. And that's what really drives you nuts is you're like, I don't hear them. Where are they? Why don't I hear them? What are they doing? I shouldn't I hear do?
0: them. Yeah. So we are getting... Did you yeah.
1: experience the phantom noises? Not this you time, but I think you hear them.
0: Not this time, And
1: you're like, "Wait, no, I, I can't. I can't hear them.
0: I know what you're talking about, and that has happened to me many occasions, but not on this trip. I don't know why it didn't, but it was beautiful. It was great. not experiencing that.
1: I think it, oh, for our anniversary, my parents, like watched the kids. And we, we actually, we didn't want to pay for a hotel or anything. So my parents watched the kids and then we just went back to our house (laughs) and the whole time we were like, wait, is that, oh no, they're not here. Oh wait, is that, oh yep, yep. They're not here.
0: I would think that'd be more prominent when you're at your home sure, and nobody's there. I, I for sure get that when I am, it's not phantom hearing things, it's seeing things when I'm driving my wife's car, but there's no kids in the car seats. I for mm-hmm. sure get that experience where I'm like, Oh, looking over my shoulder and no, not there. It's weird, yeah. but no, we had a great time. We were on this, like attached to like a river slash lake thing. It was like a big river that kind of opens up to a lake then going and goes back to a river, but it was also freezing cold. <laughs> so we didn't get to fully enjoy that, but it was great to just have a little bit of time away, but it was funny coming and picking up our kids. Like they were running around at may may's house and we picked them up got him home and immediately I want this. I want this. I want this. We took him out to use this. And it was just like, it was straight up energy all yeah. the time. Non-stop. Like, no, don't, don't run around the restaurant. Don't do that. Like, cause we were trying to grab some food and come home. And it was like, Oh wow. This, it was like a punch in the face <laughs> with all the, all the child energy.
1: It's almost like they, they bank that mm-hmm. need for attention while they're away from you. And the first few days back, it they expel not just what a normal's day is, but also what they banked up.
0: Yes, I would and agree with that. And it's
1: so much, do you have those moments even after that where you, where you go, was that worth it? Should, <laughs> was that worth being away from? Because I'm not sure if that was. That's funny because this day is so crazy. This is so much, but
0: oh yeah, they're very. But at the end
1: of the day, no, it is good. You're glad you get away. You're glad you have the time.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I I've always heard good things about Chattanooga. I've always heard that it is an unexplored gem for Tennessee that all the other cities get the attention and Chattanooga doesn't get enough.
0: We didn't do a ton downtown, but we drove through it on our way out. Downtown is really nice, really picturesque, uh, right across right uh with the river, has some uh walking bridges across it. It was a nice hilly little like little area. A lot of traffic cuz there's only really one major highway and it goes right through the ma- majority of the city and so many like 24 and 75 all kind of connect there, so it's super busy in the sense of just traffic and stuff even on a Sunday when we came back. Uh but no, it was a nice yeah. Nice time, nice time with friends and stuff. So,
1: every time I've driven through Chattanooga, I get flipped off by
0: a truck driver. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> on your way to on your way to Disneyland, because
1: you get that weird curve through the city, yes. Uh, yes. and there's a merge that you have to do there, and I always mess something up. And I hear a blast of a truck driver's horn, and I look back, and it is a beautiful New Jersey salute from them. And I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in a minivan. You should know better.
0: Well, Eddie. Yes. Uh, we have crossed over into a new year. We are no longer in 1998. This is a big one. This is an iconic one. A lot of memories from this year for us. This was when we were going into junior high sixth grade well it's six, yeah. it started off in sixth grade but we ended in junior mm-hmm. high so crossing a milestone into middle school mm-hmm. we're about here obviously the big thing of course and it, it stands alone in its own thing it doesn't need to fit into a category like we normally do but just y2k we just talked for a couple of minutes about y2k all the hysteria leading up to it where were you guys on the on the realm of one being there's nothing gonna happen and 10 being prepper level, anything goes down, we are well prepared for a year stocked up.
1: Uh, the former, like nothing's going to happen. This is ridiculous. right, uh, no, 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 no. This <laughs> isn't
0: going to no. no, no. <laughs> my favorite theory. Yes, exactly. My favorite theory was well, anybody who's on a Mac, it won't be a problem for because their computers spell out the full year, unlike the PCs, which do just the last two digits. That was my favorite theory.
1: That is a great theory. I, and that would validate the 1990s love of Mac because, you know, in the nineties you had no validation for loving Macintosh, but yeah, that is interesting. No, I, um, I also think of um, what is that movie is entrapment. With yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Sean Connery, where they use the changeover of year to rob a whole bunch of money or something like that. I, I haven't seen that movie, and who knows how long. But I, for whatever reason, that is a, has a connection to Y two K for me in my brain. But yeah, I don't know. I remember tons of people talking about it. It was definitely. Uh, there, yeah, you had two sides. You were like super nervous about it and you were like trying to figure out all of these different things or you just brushed it off like anything was going to happen. And what was interesting was like February of 2020, I kept comparing the pandemic to Y2K. I kept being like, this, this is going to be like Y2K, like everybody's freaking out and then we're going to look back on it and we're going to be like, oh, why did we get all worried about that? Boy, was I ever wrong.
0: Yeah, two years later, still things happening. Two years later, we're still talking
1: about it. Still, like, I mean, here we have tons of restrictions still.
0: So our family, we were from one to ten. We were at a two. The only reason I give it a two instead of a one is because <laughs> we, my parents went to Co- Costco or Sam's Club or whatever it was and bought a giant box of macaroni and cheese and that thing lasted the little It's like a mini boxes inside the bigger box that thing lasted Mm -hmm. us months i remember months and months and months of eating macaroni and cheese uh it took forever i love that, that. that
1: i love that that is the food of choice to survive the apocalypse it is what else can you really eat over and over and it still be good because I'll tell you, here's my. I, 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 So for those of you listening who don't know, I have celiac disease, so I cannot partake of any glutinous items, um, but I didn't find out till later on in life. And so one of the things that I miss dearly that I would say is probably like top five things that I miss, not number one, but in the top five is. Uh, the microwaved like second day macaroni and cheese. you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? You know how you make yep. macaroni and cheese, then you only eat half of it, and then you put the rest in a bowl and you put it in the refrigerator, and then the next day you nuke it for lunch. It's better. It's better, I tell you. One
0: of the few foods that gets better with, with, with age. Right. Wine, wine and right. mac and cheese.
1: I have not been able to partake of such goodness for a decade and a half, and I miss it dearly. So good choice on the Wagner family to survive the apocalypse with as much mac and cheese as you possibly could. I'm glad Uh, it
0: wasn't the apocalypse. Then you could really enjoy it. While I'm doing this, I need to text my wife to start baking some macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Don't, don't don't do this
1: to me. Hey, and while I brought up the subject, let's just say the number one thing that I miss is Red Vines licorice, and I tweet send a message email red vines every six months asking them to make a gluten-free red vines and i have been doing <laughs> it for the 15 years that's and they known. still have not done this that's amazing i'll get off my soapbox just in case somebody from red vines is listening to this you need to make gluten-free
0: red vines if oreos can do it you can do it that's all i'm saying Well, speaking of Soapbox, Eddie, do you want to kick us off into what the politics happened during uh, 1999?
1: I remember this also because this was going to be the second thing that like ushered in the apocalypse or the end of the world. And that was with the euro being created.
0: (laughs) End times, war on world currency.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, So just geo. Uh, geopolitics, uh, a little understanding here. You have the European Union, which is a trade intergovernmental organization, and then you have the Eurozone. They are two different things. The Eurozone is the currency where many of the European Union share a currency. But just because you're in the European Union doesn't mean you share a currency, which is the euro. Um and so this was the year that the euro came into full existence and you saw that being used in many European countries which was a really big deal and a lot of people thought that it was like the one world currency one world government which was going to issue in the end times um maybe it did we just don't know yet we're living in yeah, it yeah here we are we're living in it speaking of feeling like you live in the end times um, this was the same year that Vladimir Putin became the president of Russia and began sowing the seeds that we now see coming to flourishing mm-hmm. all these years later, close to so I mean he's been a president uh, of Russia for 23 years, 24 years. That's a it's a, a long time. You get tired of it. Can you still call him a president by then? Isn't it? Can we switch over to something president else? President is uh, a really
0: speaking, the word of what he is now.
1: <laughs> sure speaking of presidents this was also the year that bill clinton was acquitted uh we talked about this uh whenever we crossed into 98 was uh 98 was kind of the year of his impeachment uh by the time we get to uh 99 he is fully acquitted of his impeachment
0: in sports uh the broncos won their second super bowl back to back year. uh the spurs won their first uh not first national championship for the for the entire uh organization but uh for tim duncan this was his first of five rings yankees won back to back world series so we got a trend going here with back-to-back championships uh also found out a couple other people that won some big things serena williams was one this one's her first grand slam as she went on to become a master of the sport and then Good old Lance Armstrong, Livestrong band himself. This was his first Tour de France. Victory, a big deal in the sport, but then he came a-crashing uh, down upon himself. a few years later. A few years later, Do but you, yeah.
1: So one, thank you for referencing the Livestrong bands. You that can't,
0: it, We're contractually obligated to talk about that.
1: Talk about something from the 90s that just like... That like 99, that stuck with us, right? That was the first baller band that I really remember. Mm-hmm. Do you remember one before then?
0: I mean, we did have the uh what would Jesus WWJD bracelets, but this was silicone.
1: But, exactly. And I you know, the WWJD was like always woven or something like that. The Live Strong bands it. were the I always call them baller bands. I don't know if that's
0: exactly what they
1: are, but I'm I'm nowadays. Yeah. People make them for everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
1: know, everything. You can Get anything inscribed
0: um, on them that you want to.
1: Yeah. And there was a moment there where like I was being handed so many of them that I'm like, I can't wear these. I don't have enough arms. I don't have enough. enough I don't have enough real estate on my arms to wear all of these. But yes, baller bands were a really big thing. This was also... I don't remember competitive cycling before Lance Armstrong. Neither do I. It it was never, it entered my understanding with Lance Armstrong.
0: I would agree with that. that.
1: Now it feels commonplace.
0: A little more commonplace. Granted, I don't know any of the cyclists now. I only, I can only remember um, the incomparable Lance Armstrong. Ooh, incomparable.
1: Uh, speaking of incomparable, uh, this was the same year that the prequel trilogy came out for Star Wars, with Phantom Menace and the became, uh, being the top grossing film of that year. Of course, um, do you remember going and seeing Phantom Menace in the theaters?
0: This was before we could go to theaters. Mm-hmm. It was. Oh, sorry. It wasn't yes. until my, but now, my first film I ever saw in theaters was a Star Wars film. It was just happened to be episode two. That's when uh, yeah. I, I went.
1: That um, I remember going and there was great conflict, right? Because I was excited and wanted more Star Wars, but I was also very confused because it wasn't like the Star Wars that I was expecting it to be.
0: Because right? it was trade negotiations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. But that was the first time we got Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we're only a few weeks away from seeing that again. Two days later than what we had originally thought, but nonetheless, we're getting closer. Um, Also, the Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture that year. This is also the year that we get what I would say are genre-breaking or pretty groundbreaking films in general, You get The Sixth Sense um, from M. Night Shyamalan, one of our favorites, um, that really kind of turned a new page with the kind of whole suspenseful psychological thriller. And then also, this is the same year that The Matrix came out. Mm. Uh, I remember seeing The Matrix, this is so crazy, from my grandma. I remember going and visiting my grandma and she was like, have you seen this movie called The Matrix? And I was like, no. Grandma. When is my... And I sat and I watched it with my grandma and life was forever changed since then. Cause I mean, it's basically a Christian It's an movie, amazing so.
0: movie.
1: It's basically,
0: it is... basically a Jesus the Jesus story. It's the nativity right I there.
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> um, what a great movie. I think The Matrix is arguably one of the... Uh, I don't know if I want to say the greatest movies ever made, but definitely one of the most influential movies ever made. Right. Oh yeah. But there's so, it's so tainted now because of all of the sequels that we never should have gotten.
0: Did you watch because, the, the latest? No, one? <laughs> no because refused? everybody,
1: everybody told me not to like, I'm glad I went even, and saw
0: it, but it was not great.
1: Yeah. Um, And I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog two in theaters, so Uh, and I loved it. It was great. There's that. Um, Yes, Uh, the number one. Oh, hold up, Eddie. Hold
0: uh, up. Hold up. Hold up. You said you saw Sonic the Hedgehog two. Does that mean that Mm -hmm. they've lifted restrictions for it? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Theaters now. I just want to say, well done. Thank you. I'm so excited for you and all that you have to look. And I should have
1: texted. I should have texted you because. I was at one, I can, I can go to the movies again. And two, um, I was the only person in the theater. <laughs> that's amazing. I was all alone. And I thought about that one article. You should tell them you know, as you, who goes to the movies. Oh, I, I referenced that. I referenced
0: that this, uh, this last week. Cause someone said they've never been to a movie by themselves except for once. So I was like, that's all I do. That's all. I Yes. You're already got plans this weekend to go see it. Harry Potter, the new hair, the new, um, uh, Fantastic Beast movie. Yes. By myself.
1: The the, the Secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore. You have to whisper it. Um, The number one song was Livin' La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. I actually, yeah, I just was joking about that song the other day. And uh, this was also the year that Christina Aguilera burst onto the scene. I like that you wrote burst onto the scene um, with Genie in a bottle. In a bottle. Am I saying that correctly? Then this was also the year that talk about groundbreaking things coming into On Zeitgeist. You had SpongeBob, which I've never been a fan of. I'm sorry, uh, Sopranos, which I've never watched an episode of. I know, uh, but this was also the year that the single greatest television show ever period forever period debuted <laughs> period i watched i watched i watched an episode today over lunch and it is of course the west wing
0: mm. which we which we reference non-stop here if there's any character that shows up and they've ever been in any episode of the any west wing actor, we, we have to call it out contractually we have reference. to call it out
1: you may think we are joking when we say that based off of former comments that we have made and you or you might think that, oh, Eddie, you're just being superfluous, overdramatic. No, I no, am no. not. I am not. It's amazing. West Wing is amazing, period. End of discussion.
0: I'll probably be watching some episodes of West Wing while I edit this podcast tonight to get this up, <laughs> up for everybody.
1: That's what's so good about it. Is it's like a beautiful piece of music, right? That mm-hmm. you just want to listen to over and over and over. There's times where you just sit and you watch, and then there's sometimes where it just needs to just fill the. You just need to absorb it while you're doing something else. It's that good.
0: Yep. To finish off our 1999 uh, history lesson here, uh, a walk back through time uh some random final things to call out one of which uh woodstock 99 this was the uh not failed attempt but it it just didn't go off they were hoping to rekindle the passion from the original woodstock and it did not go quite as planned as they had hoped um, but it was still a big cultural phenomenon there's a documentary out there that i still want to see about woodstock 99 that i believe is on hbo Eddie. Another NASA a NASA Mars lander, if I got that right, uh, that landed yes, there. Yes, the
1: Mars Polar Lander. Polar landed. Lander. I'm sorry. Yes, yes.
0: I, I left out a few things. Uh, this is also the same year that Napster, again, breaking breaking the mold. But I don't know what was in the water. A lot of new things happened this year. A lot other of than hit
1: 99.
0: A lot of new things, other than sports teams winning multiple championships. But besides that, a lot of a lot of breaking ground here and then a couple of downers for you. We got West Nile virus also running rampant. As well as Columbine and we've seen all of the things that have happened since both of those have come onto the scene and just how they've kind of rippled through and changed society. But Well,
1: Columbine, I i i mean we were young but i don't remember a massive school shooting nope. prior to that you definitely didn't have one that captured the the, nation. the national attention like that right like um yeah i i remember so distinctly the moment that i heard about columbine i was mowing the grass and i had this was in the 1990s right so i had these massive headphones that had a radio, radio? Built you were listening to the
0: radio wow that really dates i was you. listening
1: to the radio and they broke into the radio station with the breaking news of what was going down in columbine and i remember it just being so chilling hearing the reports and everything that had gone down and it's sad because now it seems almost commonplace you hear about them all the time and it's just
0: sadly quite a bit yeah
1: I mean, how odd that this is all in 1999. Like I, 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 th- when I think back on 1999, I think of thing, you know, something like Y2K and how, you know, formative that was. But it really was such a huge ending to a decade.
0: Um, There's a lot of things I didn't even include in this because yeah. like, especially in the entertainment column, there was more content, more things that happened at this time. I just ran out of t- I was like, we mm-hmm. can't spend all day just doing a retro on 1999, but um, yeah, it was a weird, well, interesting year. I,
1: ha- I have a feeling we won't spend as much time on today's movie. Um, that's just a feeling that I have. Um, so it's it's okay that we, we spend a little bit more time reminiscing of 1999. The 90s were good. I mean, how many times have I said this in the course of watching a movie from the 90s of like, oh, I miss the 90s. Like, I am nostalgic for the 90s. And I remember I used to think like why were people so nostalgic for the 80s? And I mean we didn't know the 80s very well. We only spent 3 years in the 80s. Um, yeah. but now it kind of makes sense. And 90s nostalgia is coming back in force. It's back.
0: It's back, Eddie. It's coming it's back, back, back for all of us.
1: And I'm 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 quite okay with that. Uh I mean and even, yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, nostalgia for the, for the aughts as well, because that's starting to sneak back in as well.
0: Should we say anything about uh, Disney Plus's Moon Knight at all? If you're listening to this on the Wednesday of like the new, this is the third episode that's dropped today. If you're listening to this, uh, we've watched a couple seen of them. the
1: first two. I've watched well, the first two. Have you watched the first two?
0: Yeah. So I've watched it as well. Uh, We, we, sorry, sorry to scare all of you listeners who meant there wasn't an episode last week. We had a lot of scheduling problems. A lot of things came up that were, sorry, a little more important than (laughs) doing a podcast and life and stuff. We have lives. So I'm sorry for all of you who are waiting for it. Do we want to say anything? Should we wait for next week? Uh, What do you think? We didn't talk about this Mm. beforehand.
1: I I think we should, uh, we should give our initial reactions what did you know of anything of the
0: character Moon Night before this? Uh, I did not know anything, really at all, other neither, than trailers. But I'll tell you what—I'll tell you what my first reaction was, other than mm-hmm. grimacing as he was stepping in glass in his shoes. But yeah, but going inside, like after we got a little ways into it, I was like, man, this is what it looks like to have a Disney Plus show with amazing acting, flipping. That main character, man, he is Oscar Isaac's is so good.
1: He's he is so
0: good. this compared to the acting that we got in Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's it's night and day difference. I'm not saying that because it's, but movement, that's not. But
1: I mean, that's not a. You're not dissing I mean, the I actors. Am. Okay, you kind of
0: are. I kind of am, but no, this is this is on another level. What he did with the <gasps> character with his two characters. Well, I think it's
1: two things. It, it, I think it's a, a, um, a well-written script Yes. with a good actor behind it. You see so much why you have to have good writing meet good acting. Speaking of the West Wing, that's what makes the West Wing so amazing.
0: And interesting setups too. That whole first thing, you don't know what the voice is in his head and um, he kind of black blacks out in and out here and there and he just wakes up the and the way they happened.
1: handle you only like you as the audience member for the first however long only knowing steven's side of yes it. and he blacks out and you black out mm-hmm. um that's really brilliant that's a great great storytelling technique
0: yeah i was super enthralled um, she was super thrilled No. Whereas other things that we've had to do with like multiverse oriented things left my brain hurting. And like, I literally can't think any harder on this. This activated my brain and made me curious. I'm like, Oh, what are they going to do here? Oh, is this the sand? Oh, I don't see that. Wait, is the mom, is the mom real? What about this fish thing? Is that like, it opened up so many doors that I just kept kind of thinking about and going through, uh, whereas most of the multiverse stuff just leaves me like, oh my gosh, I just can't, I can't handle more timelines. I just can't, I can't handle yeah. more of the medi.
1: Here's the thing I can't handle any more of is the really bad CG work in this, though. Like, did you, did you not see, I mean, it was so cringy how, like, Why didn't they put the same CGI work that was on Falcon and Winter Soldier on this? Like that's that's the thing that keeps jarring me out of this. Is it just so
0: what's you jumped
1: on? The whole sequence where they're driving the like the ice cream truck or whatever and they're going down the side of the, the mountain is just so bad, so fake. I don't do you remember that? Like it was just
0: I don't know that that jumped out at me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to take a look at it again. I just, I didn't find it to be, or maybe I just, because it's TV, I gave it a little more credence, but I don't, I don't remember it. Like,
1: but like, I don't remember feeling that with any of the other Marvel, you know, TV shows. In fact, with all the other Marvel, you know, TV, Disney plus series, I was always amazed by the level of effects that were in them. Like, oh, wow, this is a TV show. But this one, this feels like the cheesy CGI that we would see in like Alias or something like that, you know, like of early 2000s TV shows.
0: I'll need to take a look and then it
1: felt, it felt so weird to me that even like the, in the second episode when we finally see his suit come on him, like that felt weird to me as well. It's I'll like, have to watch it then. Kind of I'll rough. have
0: to look for it because yeah, I, I wasn't like necessarily go back to that first episode
1: and rewatch that sequence when they're going down the mountain or whatever that was the moment for me that was really just jarring and felt weird but okay otherwise i loved it i think this is i'm really intrigued by this
0: i'm loving it i'm loving i'm loving this i'm hoping i've I've heard that he hasn't signed on to anything beyond this limited series so i'm hoping that this isn't the only time because that would really suck if this is the only bit of oscar isaacs we got in the marvel cinematic universe
1: yeah i this could set up a an interesting different group of heroes you know because it's definitely a conflicted hero um but yeah i'd love to see him now he's done everything star wars did this yeah he did x-men yep he Uh, could be he
0: could be in here three different times inside of disney properties
1: yeah no, I. He's just. Uh, he is a fantastic actor, and I really. He was the, one of the shining moments for me in the uh, the sequel trilogy.
0: Yes, he was. I heard that he was originally supposed to die in that Tie Fighter crash, but they but loved working so with him. That, that, that they, they were him. like, yeah. And he like asked him. He's like, I've died in so many different shows. Can I please? Or movies? Can I please live? Just a little bit.
1: Oh, but. That is not the movie it's that not. we are titled to to review here or to show. No, it show. is
0: not. It's, not. it's not why we're here. Uh, we are here to talk about a movie I had never seen before. Spoiler alert. Me either. But you know what? Now we have and now we can talk about it. And that is My Favorite Martian. Cue the Disney
1: sound effect. You could barely contain the enthusiasm in your so voice much JP, as you read that title like My Ooh, calm down,
0: favorite Martian. Well, if you want more of that, you're going to have to buckle up for this IMDb description of this cuz hold up, like I need I need I need to drink a water before I do this long introduction. It is a long one. It it's is crazy. <sighs> Especially compared to breath. last week, it's going to make last week feel like a sonnet. But anyways, a <laughs> sonnet. Okay, so IMDb description for my favorite Martian is this. A Martian lands on Earth and makes friends with a reporter. Woo! Especially compared to last week, where there was like, they gave the actors inside the title, inside the IMDb description as well. It was they bad. Gave it was everything. bad. This gave us nothing. It's the very, very low, like, it, but they didn't even, they didn't give you enough to intrigue you either a Martian lands on earth and makes friends with a reporter. Why do I care about this reporter? What, like a, right. a reporter trying to make a name for himself. Like there could, they could have done a lot of different things, but they didn't. And we're, you know, this is what we're stuck with Eddie is this. And we are stuck with this remake of a 1966 or 67 film. I believe one of those, one of those years, uh, we get Jeff Daniels in here, full dumb and dumber, Jeff Daniels in here, We also get Christopher Lloyd.
1: Christopher Lloyd. You also have Wallace Shawn, made famous from The Princess Bride. uh, Mm -hmm. That he's, uh, he's kind of got a big one. Then you also had a wonderful little cameo by Ray Walston, who played the Martian in the original 1960s TV show. Oh, really? He's the one. He's the one at the, to spoil the movie, he's the one that reveals himself to be an alien right at the very end. No Martian, way.
0: The end. Oh, yeah. He
1: played the original My Favorite Martian in the, the TV show.
0: We also get Michael Lerner from Newsies. Isn't, yes, isn't which well.
1: today is the 30th anniversary of Newsies.
0: Oh, my God. That's.
1: Is that crazy? Today is the 30th anniversary of Newsies
0: the that, so that older what? Wow. yeah that is not whatever i have so many feelings about that uh not to yeah we can't forget about elizabeth hurley is in this not her shining moment of uh acting prowess if you will not that she had no. anything good to play with uh and then uh wayne knight from jurassic park as the voice of the yes! suit
1: yes or the, or um uh, Newman from Seinfeld
0: yes Newman Newman from Seinfeld uh, also the, the guy that everybody hated in Jurassic Park that caused Jurassic uh-huh. Park to become what it did a lot of names in here a lot of faces and voices that you'd recognize and yet they couldn't bring that all together into something good I won't say yeah, I was going to say compelling because there's moments of that's compelling mostly because this is Christopher Lloyd in his most Christopher Lloyd, but
1: that's what's so um uh, I don't even know the word, just like complexing about this, right? Like you have Jeff Daniels, who is he's a very flexible actor. Like yes. he he can go from dumb and dumber to, you know, he just finished a run on Broadway as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird, written by Aaron Sorkin and West Wayne. Just a keep Whoa. shoehorning that in there um yeah like so i mean you've got range you've got an incredible actor there and this is just like it's grimacing the whole time <laughs> i was watching it on my ipad and sarah walks in and she's like what are you watching she's
0: like this is really stupid like stupid is a good word yeah. we don't let my son say the word stupid but that's the perfect word for this this is a stupid movie um
1: it is a stupid movie, and even though this is Christopher Lloyd at his most Christopher Lloyd-ness, every other time, like it's endearing. You love it. You enjoy Christopher. You know what Lloyd. this is. is
0: you know what this is. This is, Chris- is this? this is what Christopher is- Lloyd if he was told to do a Christopher Lloyd impression. <laughs> Someone had said that about another actor, and I was like, "Yes, this is this is exactly what that is."
1: Yeah, you feel that. Um, I felt that at times with Jim Carrey, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing this up because I just watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And in Sonic, you he's Dr. Roboto and Robotnik. And it makes sense. Like this character is crazy and stupid over the top and only Jim Carrey can pull this off that way. Like It, it works within that realm. This is one of those moments where you're like, this just isn't working in the context of this. And then I I can't give my little criticism of Moon Knight and its CGI without really laying it on thick on this one, right? Like <laughs> this is this is obviously the nineteen nineties CGI.
0: Yep. It gave it but, gave Flubber yeah. a run for its money.
1: Oh, I think it beat Flubber. I think it just like, I, and I, I I, would say they were neck and neck. I did think of that as I was watching this. I'm like, okay, this is like neck and neck with Flubber here. And then you have the weird ice cream scene going on oh. with it all floating around. So, so odd. And then at the very end, what, uh, what's her face? Lizzie turns into the weird, super crazy alien and yeah. all I could think of was um Tim Burton's Mars attack, which I think came out in a very similar time. And, like, I felt like they just borrowed some of the alien design from that. But, yes, the CGI was so crazy,
0: yeah. this film, you know who else we forgot to talk? you mentioned her. We forgot to mention this is Daryl Hannah before all the plastic surgery and the what she became as the stereotype of herself in all the films. This is, I, she's unrecognizable in this film.
1: Yes. She made, you know, her, a name for herself in Blade Runner again in splash. Like she was, I mean, she was the big movie star of the 1980s. So this is just as things start to kind of
0: trail off for her,
1: I guess, trail off for her. Yeah. And her character in this is, it's weird. Like, I was she high the whole time? Like, I don't like everything, just seemed so often weird. And so it made like him falling in love with her feel wrong. Like, it was like,
0: mm, yeah. And did they really fall I in love be- or was it just like, hey, you should be with the girl that actually likes you? Oh, yeah, I should just kind of be with the one that likes me instead of the crazy. What an attractive one like this. If it didn't feel like a natural, they are coming together. It felt like she's into him and he didn't realize she was into him. And now, Oh, okay. I guess you're here. So I'd rather be with you anyways. So
1: there was more chemistry between him and the landlady than the
0: two. The random landlady and that, that
1: Mrs. Brown, who is so awkward and creepy. Like there is so much weird, creepy sexualization of everything in this movie that is just weird, when right? The, like when I just the suit
0: felt... when the suit is hitting on the polyester yes! or the whatever yes! um, outfit at the store,
1: and there's so much like oh I, I don't know like over centralization of things that you're just like this just feels creepy. It just felt weird. I just ugh. It just was odd to me. Yes. Speaking of odd and creepy, can we just talk about the limbs scene where he loses he falls into his quote unquote Martian depression. And all of his limbs start falling off and his head falls off.
0: And then his hands are like operating without him and stuff like that. And like, uh, like giving her a, he a massage.
1: Like, yes. No, 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 and no. She's like Stop, how, this do, line, you,
0: do what you were doing he, before. And so he like, instead of using his hand, he grabs back the arm and like uses that instead.
1: And, and then Jeff Daniels character grabs his arm and reaches it out to be able to grab something. And I'm like, no, this is, this is too much. I can't do this. I can't do this.
0: Also cringeworthy, the Senior Citizen Tanning Contest. It's not a real. And that, the
1: old, never. the old, old guy doing the, the rocks. Uh, uh, Flexing pec his pecs. Bounce. Yep. Yes, yes. I'm like, this is kind of comical when the rock does it. But when this guy does it, it's just creepy.
0: Just weird. Please, please walk away.
1: There is so much of this movie where I'm just like, "Ugh, this is creepy. I don't like this."
0: Did you have any actual parts that you actually enjoyed in this film?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Nothing in did there. You the the whole gum situation at the when they're uh, and less about the gum, but just like the way that they did the editing for the on camera when he is brace. Um, yes, that was really, I, I, I thought they did a good job with the pacing of that scene with them trying to get them his attention and trying to stop it. And then the cutaways to the real brace that's in the back in, in the cut tied up in the room. That actually felt good. That actually felt like, Oh, I'm into this. I'm into w- what is happening here and cringing at the same time. Sure, uh, the whole sure. newscast live on air when they're trying to kind of, subvert what's going on that I thought they did a good job with. Um, I thought that that whole interplay was really good in the way that they kind of set it up. Um, so
1: you want to know something funny? I did not realize her name was brace until you just said it. I had to look at Oh, I, I was, it was lo- the only reason I thought it was I, grace. Oh. or I, I thought
0: that they're stumbling through it. No, the only reason I know is because yeah. I was looking at the IMDb. And like, as I, as this is going along so that's the only way I kind of knew what was, what was happening. So I thought that that scene was one of the few ones that I was like, well done. I liked, I liked the pacing of this and I liked like kind of what you, what you guys did with it. Uh, any, any, you said any one-liners that you enjoyed from this?
1: The only one that I actually laughed at was, and maybe this was the, the, the lone brief moment. But when he's, like, moaning and groaning in the uh, the changing room and the person, the attendant, comes to check on him and the Martian steps out and he's, like, oop, having some zipper problems. I <laughs> thought that was really
0: funny. Uh, I thought that
1: was a great line.
0: The, you only use 10% of your brain. I think we use a little bit more than that. And he's, like, your astronauts pee in their spacesuits. <laughs> I also like uh, the, when he's talking about the... Uh, the suit is coming to life and he's like, it talks incessantly. And then the, the suit says, I talk all the time and no one gives them grief. Swoosh, 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 swoosh. <laughs>
1: I missed the second half of that joke in, and I didn't. So that that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Also, after he kisses kisses her and he's like, do you think I actually enjoyed tasting that female's exoskeleton? For the record, a simple handshake will work for me. Like there was... They had so they it was hard to write down jokes from this one because a lot of them were just so bad. There's like bad dad jokes, but they just they just threw out so many of them just one after another after another. Just Dan, Jeff Daniels and Christopher Lloyd back and forth, back and forth the entire way through. Um,
1: So what do you think if they let's go to our question of if they were to remake this in 2022? how could they make this better
0: well i for sure think that they probably could make this again it's it's less a question of what what is different as much as it is who are the people and of course kevin hart is probably at the top of the list of somebody's choice for remaking this for sure as the
1: martian or as the reporter
0: hmm i mean maybe maybe the martian maybe they're like he does play a really good like Screaming because he he's, a, at the end of his life, like yeah. someone's, someone's after him. So maybe playing the more straight character would have been his role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I would love to see Kevin Hart as the straight-faced guy and Jerry Seinfeld as the Martian.
0: Jerry Seinfeld as the Martian. There'd be a lot less and physical be, humor in there.
1: Yes, just be Jerry Seinfeld making observations on the human race as if he were an alien.
0: I don't think he, I don't think he signed I'm up at,
1: for that. I don't think he signed up for it either, and I'm I'm halfway serious about that. Um, I could see them redoing this though. I could see this being oh, some type of like a Disney, and I could see them doing this as more of like a series. You know, I think in smaller doses, this could make sense. And and that's in essence what this movie was, right? Is it was a couple of bits. Lined up one right after another. Lots uh, of bits. Oh, what if a Martian? Went That's and did all this, this? movie what if is. What a Martian went and did
0: that? The the progression of an actual plot is does not happen. Minimal. For min, minimal change. It's just mostly, what if he's in the hot tub? What if blah blah blah? What if he falls apart? Right. What if somebody almost catches him? What if someone finds the footage or whatever? That the the basic building blocks of this could be redone. A hundred times. It's a t.
1: It's a TV show pushed down into a movie, um, and you're just not sure why.
0: That's that's the question. Why did why did they make it this way? We'll never know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you just see that whole strategy throughout all of the '90s, and we have done our part for all of you listening, and have labored through these movies that you know Disney was just throwing money at everything hoping something would stick and we did get some good ones to stick like there are a lot that you know i mean mean, we talked about her no flubber
0: uh the joke uh aside yep
1: uh i mean we we referenced the 30th anniversary of newsies right when it first came out it was viewed as a bomb it was a flop But then it took off and had a cult, you know, following. And now has like this resurgence, it was turned into Broadway musicals, all these things. Um, So you could see where kind of that uh, Disney not playing it safe. They were just trying any and everything, Um, you know, unearthed some gems that I don't think nowadays you don't see that. They only throw the money at what they know is going to be a surefire win.
0: Is there and a built-in audience, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that means you don't get movies um, that, you know, I, I don't need a blockbuster every single time. I, I do just want just kind of that lighthearted, fun thing, you know. Um, different streaming service, but that was one of the things that I enjoyed about the Atom Project. was like, there's nothing groundbreaking about this, but it was kind of nostalgic. It was a little bit of like a, this was a fun popcorn movie that I just... Enjoyed, but it was not going to change my life. And sometimes you just need that. I don't need an end game every single time.
0: We tried watching that last night and I fell asleep so fast. <laughs> I don't know if I was just tired what? from the weekend and from having the rush of ki- kids back in my life, but we tried watching it and I fell asleep so fast. Woke back yeah, up near I the end that and one. went to bed.
1: But yeah, I, uh, this did not land well with me. I, uh, this was one of many, and you can see why they don't have this strategy anymore. But I would dare to guess that more than not, the, the things that they were just throwing against the wall to see stick, most did not stick. And this is just another example of that. And we, if you're curious about any of the others, just go to our movie list and see Mm. all of those that have low ratings that you've seen throughout the nineties.
0: They got all the ones, all the ones. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. Eddie, um, I've been thinking long and hard about this, thinking about what I'm going to rank. This, this film was contemplating, giving it a little bit more love because it is Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Daniels and a lot of setups that would make me stop and pause. But not enough to get it beyond a one for me.
1: I was looking and seeing if we've ever gone below a one. We have. We have once. We have once. was Mr. Magoo. Um, and I don't know if I could put that on the same level as Mr. Magoo. I- I'm going to give it a one as well and just say, yeah, I don't think this movie will ever come back in my life
0: yeah this thing is gonna stay exactly where it's always been before i watched this which is forgettable
1: which is sad like we we how many times have we said this but let's just say one last time of like it is christopher lloyd and jeff daniels like these are two of my favorite actors when i see them in anything else you know i would have jumped at it but this was like what you two did this
0: yeah, it's not. It's not great. Feel sad for them that they yeah. had to be in this, but or maybe they're the reason that it was the way it was. Like just letting two people just run with whatever came through their brain and no one's stopping them. But
1: so I brought up the Adam Project previously. Did you see the little commercial that Christopher Lloyd did for the uh, Adam Project? No. It's on Ryan Reynolds' YouTube channel. You of course it is. He's it he's
0: he's bringing back all the great. 90s comedians.
1: Uh-huh. 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 Did the uh-huh. one with the guy from it Honey is. I Shrunk the
0: Honey I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, with that, folks, your life has forever and ever been changed by another episode of Honey. We made a Disney podcast.
0: Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five star review or you know what would also be great is if you shared this with your best friend kind of like how we're doing right here um, you
1: can also check us out at honeywemade.com. I referenced this earlier. You can see our full movie list, see what other movies we have gone through and our rating for them as we go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week's episode where we review Doug's first movie uh also based off of a tv series apparently we've got a little bit of a theme going here
0: oh doug so thank you for listening and remember you'll never completely advance as a culture until you take care of your oceans and do away with daytime talk shows